Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. Good evening. Okay, the microphone is working. And let's make sure you are. I'll try that again. Good evening. Wow, now you are loud and clear. I appreciate that. Thank you for inviting me here to share some thoughts with you. I want to first of all share how I admire your love for God. I've enjoyed my time with you thus far. and This isn't the first time, so um, I appreciate how you show God's love through this ministry. So, please take a moment to pray with me. Dear Lord, we thank you for who we are, who you are, and who you've created us to be. We appreciate having the privilege to continuously learn how you'd like to use each and every one of us to listen, hear, speak, and act in ways that honor and please you. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my guide, my strength, and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So at first I titled my message, What's Love Got to Do With It? <laughs> Title sound familiar? Then I thought about all that's happening in our country and the world today, and I was reminded that love should have everything to do with everything. In light of all the tragedies, devastations, trauma, and loss of lives, I think it's only fitting for for us to ask the question, where is the love? It would be divine if we were able to answer that question for every decision or action we wanted to take toward another person group, culture, faith, or nation. So 1 Corinthians 13 reminds us, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is Say it with me, love. So where do we begin to talk about love? You know, it's usually helpful to begin a discussion of a topic by establishing a definition. Love is an emotion of strong affection and personal attachment. It's a virtue representing all of human kindness, compassion, and affection. The unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. 
Love is also described as actions towards others or oneself based on compassion. There, there are various types of love. We're familiar with some more than others. And tonight, I want to mention three. Eros, which is known as erotic love, is based on strong feelings toward another person. Two people feel this strong emotional attraction towards one another, though they barely really know about each other's personalities. A person usually puts his or her best foot forward, showing only his or her good side. In order to be sure if true love exists, two people must know and accept each other's good and bad traits. Eros is based more on self-benefit rather than what benefits the other person. Another type of love is philos, which is based on friendship between two people. Friendship is the foundation of a successful relationship. This is true whether it is marriage or boyfriend, girlfriend, relationship between family members, relationships with coworkers, employers, etc. It's a give and take where two people benefit each other in a mutual way. One partner is still concerned with what she or he can take, but at the same time is also concerned with his or her partner's benefit and therefore gives back in return. I'm sure we all know the highest and the third type of love that I want to mention tonight is agape, the unconditional love that is totally selfless. It's where a person gives out love to another person even if this act does not benefit her or him in any way. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 provides a perfect description for agape love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. How easy, how easy is it to show or share agape love? Is it something we strive to do every day with every opportunity we have? Is it difficult not to keep record of wrongs or to always tell the truth or to always trust or to always remain hopeful? Is that just too much to expect? Does your patience run out? Is it easier to share this type of love with your family members and close friends? Of course, that's not always easy either. How then do we find the strength to show agape love towards strangers, co-workers, or our neighbors? So, what does God ask us to do about these neighbors? Luke 10, 25 through 37 instructs us to love thy neighbor 
as ourselves. Do you realize how many times we're reminded to love our neighbor in the New Testament? Anybody ever check that? <laughs> well, I hadn't checked it out until I prepared for this message. And it's, it's in at least 11 different scriptures and multiple verses within the New Testament. Love thy neighbor was in part Jesus' answer when the Pharisees, the chief religious sect of that day, asked him about the first greatest commandment in the law. These religious leaders had almost, had made almost an art form of classifying all the various laws and giving them relative degrees of importance. So in asking Jesus this question, their aim was to test him. His answer stunned them though. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And the law, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. So now, the question of the hour, who is our neighbor? And how do we show this love? Love your neighbor is a term that, that's become almost cliched over the years. But what does it really mean? When we love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength, we grow to recognize that everyone is part of his creation. God sees all of us as potential children. In a time when neighbors, at least in America, are people we rarely see thanks to garage door openers and busy lives. I know my neighbors hardly ever see me. I let that garage up. I'm in. I let it down. I do take out the garbage when my husband did, doesn't do it. Every now and then. And then sometimes I have to get the weeds out of the sidewalk because they don't bother him, but they bother me. So those are the times when my neighbors see me, okay? So neighbors, they don't have busy lives because, you know, I get home about this time. My neighbors aren't outside looking to see if I'm home yet. So, so in this time where people rarely see each other or are, there, are, are thought of as nuisances with barking dogs and noisy children, or with different clothing and foods, how can we possibly love our neighbors with all this going on? Of course, we know that our neighbor doesn't have to be the person next door. And for today's purposes, or tonight's purposes, we want to focus on those who are living, learning, serving, and interacting among us here at Concordia and in our nearby community. At Concordia, we have quite a diverse neighborhood with representation from several ethnic backgrounds, cultures, interests, values, and faiths. These are wonderful opportunities to acknowledge, experience, and bring together our neighbors. Loving our neighbor is not as hard as it looks on the surface. It simply means respecting others and regarding their needs and desires as highly as we regard our own. Keeping this commandment, however, is likely 
to require the supernatural assistance only God through Christ can provide. So how can we go beyond the usual spaces we hang out or beyond conversing with the people with whom we're the most comfortable? What opportunities to share that agape love might we be missing? How can we learn to love the person who has, uh, yeah, the person who has different beliefs and views than we do? Or who pray a different number of times than we do? Perhaps the secret is to recognize that our neighbor, whether it's the roommate or the person next door, the classmate who speaks a different language, or the choir or cast member from a different faith, that each is someone as worthy of God's love as you and me. God demonstrated the greatest example of love by sending his son to die so that we may have eternal life. Could it be that the way we truly love our neighbor is by following the footsteps of Christ, the living word of God? It's human nature to emulate those we admire most. So in getting to know Christ, we'll discover a God worthy of our wholehearted love, and our neighbor will see that love in us. God had a plan for Jesus, and he has a plan for each of you. We as Christians all have a purpose and a responsibility to fulfill God's mission. There's a song that reminds us that they will know we are Christians by our love. You familiar with that song? They will know. Okay, I won't sing. That's not my gift. <laughs> we'll leave that up to the ministry team, but sing it in your heads. Okay. Um, can others tell we are Christians? beyond these chapel walls. We all have gifts, time, faith, and love to share in our own unique ways. You are each so unique. It's amazing the gifts that you possess. God has blessed us with so many different gifts that look like patience, kindness, compassion, love, forgiveness, hope, strength, the list goes on. We all have the capacity to love and to give of our time and gifts. So, in what ways should we now demonstrate that love to our neighbor? A couple of questions for you. Do you ever visit the homes of others who look different than you? Have you voted against policies or laws that limit the housing, voting, employment, health, or right of, of, rights of others? Do you speak up to defend the integrity of others when people make statements that are hurtful, biased, or untrue? Do you have an area of expertise where your gifts could enhance the life of someone not related to you or from your culture? The list of things that we can do is endless. We just have to decide to just do it. Are you willing to begin to do at least one thing that you haven't done before that would show God's love to this neighbor that we've described and talked about tonight? I know we're all busy, all these activities. You all some of the busiest people on earth, and I'm right in there with you. 
Concordia just motivates activity, involvement, right? And that is great. So I know we're busy and we get involved, but are you willing to be challenged, inconvenienced, and uncomfortable for the sake of love? If we're not challenged by what we do, we're too comfortable. God wants us to be his hands, his feet, his legs, mouth, his heart. Are you willing to confront your fears, doubts, misconceptions, or preconceptions to see what you can gain rather than what you might lose from sharing this kind of love? So I ask you, what's love got to do with it? The answer is everything. Love has everything to do with it. Life is what you make of it, and what you make of it is what makes life worth living. Again, I'm, gonna try, I'm not going to totally sing, but I'm going to semi-sing. But as Mr. Rogers always reminded us, and some of y'all can help me, y'all know this song? It's a bit, okay, help me sing it. Would you be mine? Okay, I have, okay. Thank y'all for doing, okay. Okay, and I'm gonna read the rest of it. Y'all can sing it in your head. The rest of it, he says, I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you and live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day since we're together, we might as well say, won't you please, won't you please, please, won't you be my neighbor? That is the end, but I have a grandson who heard the Paler lecture that I did. So he feels like, I talked to him tonight before I came, he feels like I should always include this one line in every speech that I do. Because he said, Gigi, are you going to say, now move it? <laughs> And I said, uh, yes, because you've asked me, I will tell them you suggested I say, now move it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. C. We're going to break into a time of prayer now. Um, we encourage you to pray in small groups or um, there are two lamps, sorry, lamps that are lit in the back of the room where peer ministers will be if you um, need someone to pray with you or pray for you. Um, use this time in prayer.
And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.